0: Welcome to First Evangelical Lutheran Church of Inglewood in California. My name is Carlos Cortez, and I am a seminarian with the Southwest Synod. I am based in uh, this church. Our pastor, George Villa, is taking the day off today. So it's a well-deserved day off. Um, usually, I am in the back setting up the uh, uh, equipment, the uh, audio, and the video. And today, since the pastor is taking the day off, I'm taking over his duties. Um, I'd like to remind you that this podcast, um, you can listen to it on uh, the platforms Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And you are able to listen to this message um, from anywhere at any time that is most convenient to you. Um, we also like to welcome all of our listeners. We. Uh, have listeners from outside the uh, United States, uh, specifically those in Germany, Ireland, France, Brazil, Mexico, Russia, and the Caribbean. Uh, We'd like to welcome you, and we are grateful that you are uh, listening to our message uh, every week. Um, Today, we will reflect on the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 21, verse 33 to 46 glory to you O lord jesus said to the people gather listen to another parable there was a landowner who planted a vineyard a vineyard put a fence around it dug a wine press in it and built a watchtower then he leased it to tenants and went to another country when the harvest time had come he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent another slave, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They say to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce that the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and he will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priest and the Pharisees heard this parable, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So today, we have yet another parable that Jesus is telling us. Now, we know that Jesus uh, talked to us in parables, probably because he used common terms, terms that we would be able to understand, terms that we can relate to. Now, this happened around the time when Jesus knew that pretty soon he was going to be captured and eventually crucified. Now, the Pharisees and the Sadducees had questioned Jesus. Under whose authority are you saying these things? Who gave you the authority to do these things, to perform miracles, to talk about humanity, to talk about what's right and wrong? Jesus answered in the form of parables. Now, Jesus asked the question, what would the landowner do? And the answer will depend on which role do you take. Now, this parable is talking about a landowner. He owned the vineyard. And in these times, the practices, it was very common that the uh, owners will lease it to tenants so that they can work the land with the idea or the contract that the landowner will get a percentage of the fruits of the labor of the tenants. Now, that sounds very familiar, right? Present times. um, You have people that own multiple uh, pieces of real estate. They build apartments. They lease it to tenants. We rent these uh, places so that we can live in it with the expectation that each month, We're going to pay rent, right? So what happens when we don't pay rent? Now, in this parable, we can view the landowner as God. It's very simple. The vineyard could be earth. It's where we live. The landowner's son is Jesus. His slaves that were sent to the tenants so that they can collect the produce can be the prophets, religious leaders sent over here to give us the uh, uh, the gospel, the word of God. And the tenants, it's humanity, right? So Jesus put it in very simple terms so that we can understand it. But Jesus asked us, what would the landowner do? Now we have to remember the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they put themselves in the in the in you know in the landowner's shoes, and they said, Well, the landowner will be upset, and he's gonna kill them all. Now, if we put ourselves in that situation and Jesus is asking us, What will we do? Then we have to ask ourselves the question. What is the role that we're going to take in this parable? What is our role? What is Jesus really telling us to do? What is he expecting us to do? Now we're going to talk about four points concerning this parable. Number one, we have to consider that many times we can be those tenants. God has provided everything that we need. He has given us the land. We have taken advantage of the land. We humanity has produced some inventions that we are enjoying right now. We are able to have a home. We have TVs. We have technology. We have clothing. We have all these blessings, which many times, like the tenants in this story, we take for granted. We take God for granted. The tenants should have been thankful that the uh, owner gave them a place so that they can work and enjoy part of the fruits of their labors. In the same way, God has given us everything that we need so that we can enjoy, so that we can work hard and enjoy those fruits. Yet, we forget about it. We don't prioritize things in our lives. What's our priority? Our priority is God. Everything that we get, we get it from him. We prioritize material things. We prioritize the car that we have, the TVs that we have, without realizing that these are all blessings that we get from God. We are able to breathe. We are able to smile. We are able to see a wonderful world, and these are blessings from God. Now, how do we accomplish these things? We become really good at what we do. We work hard. We become experts. But we have to realize many times we become so good that we are really bad. Let me explain that. Whatever you do, think about what you are really good at, think about how are you affecting other people's lives? How are you making your neighbor better? How are you making those that you love better? Now, we have the tendencies to love our family. We have the tendency to love those who love us back. We have the tendency to smile at the one that smiles at us very easy. Are we better because of that? What about the ones that don't smile at us? What about the ones that can't love? What are we doing to influence their lives? What are we doing to say, you know what? You don't love me, but I'm going to love you. I'm going to show you the way. We have to remember that we are here not just for those That makes our lives easier. But we are put over here to influence on the ones that makes our lives complicated. Now with that, we have a responsibility to follow the commandments. It is our responsibility to understand what the commandments were put in this earth for. They're put on earth so that we can influence our neighbor. Most of the commandments, if we think about it, they have to do with our relationship with everybody else. It is important to make that commitment with Jesus Christ through his church, through his scriptures. That is the main foundation of our lives. Now, the second point, is that the work that God has done, it's in our hands. We are called to play a role in this world. We are called to produce the fruit of our labors. And what are the fruit of our labors as a church? That's our ability to reach out people with the gospel. What are we doing to reach out to people with the gospel. What are we doing to make them understand that about the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior? We, each one of us is a mission. Each one of us is a ministry. In our church, there is a banner that says, everyone is a ministry. Each one of us is a church. We are the ears, the mouth, the hands, the arms that God has sent to spread the word of Jesus Christ. Now, in this time of pandemic, I know Pastor George has said it many times. I'm always amazed by the amount of work that a church has done, even through the pandemic. We close the doors to the public. Yet, that being said, our church has not stopped working for everybody. We do food distribution every Thursday, which we feed regularly over 100 families. We never stop bringing you the gospel. We continue doing our um, Bible studies every week. As a matter of fact, pretty soon in in this month, sometime this month, we will, con- we will do another podcast where we'll be chatting with the pastor about current topics and how they relate to Christianity. Because we realize that we have people out there in need of the Word of God that want to listen, that want to understand. So through all this pandemic and everything was going on, we have been active out there with the community and the community has been active with us. They continue tithing, which we are really grateful. But that is what each one of us is doing as a ministry, as a church. It is our mission. And that's what Jesus Christ taught us. The congregation that does not share the gospel often will not be able to exist, to survive. So it is important that we continue to spread the word of God, even to the ones that don't want to listen to. Third point is that God has given us his vineyard, the land, so that we can evoke that and empower the justice and righteousness. And that is from all the new tenants that are to come. God has provided everything that we need. God has provided us with the necessary for us to produce the good fruit. We do that through social justice and peace. That will include world peace and good stewardship towards the earth God has given us brains God has given us the power to think for ourselves to make decisions He has given us the ability to know what's right and what's wrong in our hearts We have the ability to decide for ourselves which way we want to go Do I want to take the way of the sin, or do I want to take the right way, doing righteous things, the way Jesus expects from us? It's it's important to know that each one of us has gifts, and we are able to decide how do we want to use those gifts, We also have to understand that we have expectations. God is expecting from us. What is his, what is the expectations? That we provide good fruit, good produce, that everything we do, it's good. It's good before the eyes of God. That is our expectation. And we cannot forget about that. Think for yourself. It's what I'm doing the right thing before the eyes of God. That is my expectations. When you have a job, they give you a list of expectations. And you are expected to perform that list with no deviation. As human beings, being on this land, on God's land, we also have expectations from Him. And we can never forget that. The last point is that you decide. You have the decision whether you take Jesus in or not in your life. You decide how to lead a life of worship. Now, we have to understand that God is not expecting us to perform miracles. But miracles do happen based on the work that we do. Think about everything that you have done so far in your lives. Think about all the good things that have happened to you. And let's think about that these things don't happen just because, just because they weren't meant to happen. Each one of us had to work hard to make it happen. Many times we refer to it as a miracle has happened. Well, that can be true. A miracle has happened, but give yourself some credit. Think about all the hard work that you have put in your lives in order to make those good things happen to you. That's a blessing from God that we get. We have to understand that the crop that fails is because we're doing something wrong. When we say no to Jesus, when we say no to our Christianity, that's when things fail. We cannot produce the right fruit, everything goes bad in our lives. So it's important to understand that without Jesus, our crop will fail. And understand that without a life of worship, there's no holiness in our lives. There's no spirituality. There's no hope. It's simple like that. There are many people that think I don't need religion in my life. I don't need Jesus. I can do fine on my own. i never seen him. Well, that's when things start to go wrong. Unfortunately, there's many people out there that are not happy. That go from one bad situation to another. Your faith will eventually reveal, will be revealed by the fruits of your labor. It is important to know about Jesus, but also it's important to know Jesus in your life. And understand that Jesus is the only message that there is for you. Let us pray. Lord God, you so tend the vine you planted, that now it extends its branches, even to the Father's shore. Keep us in your Son as branches on the vine, that rooted firmly in your love. We may testify before the whole world, to your great power working anywhere. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Beloved God, from you come all things that are good. Lead us by the inspiration of your Spirit to know those things that are right, and by your merciful guidance. Help us to do them through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. With confidence in God's grace and mercy, let us pray for the church and the world and all of those in need. Holy God, you call us to work for peace and justice in your vineyard. Refresh the church with your life that we may bear fruits through work and service. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Thank you for the abundant harvest of the earth. Bless and care for those whose hands bring the fruit of the earth to the table of all who hunger. May we be inspired by the servants who care deeply for your creation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Curb the impulses of greed and pride that lead us to take advantage of others. Grant that world leaders... Seek the fruits of the kingdom for the good and welfare of all people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Sustain all who suffer with the promise of new life. Assure of your presence. Heal our pain and suffering. And equip us to embrace all bodies aching for wholeness of mind, body, and soul. We call to mind those who are struggling today. We pray for those members of our church, especially Rosa Castro, Jose Luis Avila, Sara Guzman, Maria Esther Sevillano, Raul Mejia, Brian Bailey, Margarita Gonzalez, Laura Cortez, Rosario Sanchez, Mickey Graveline, Jesse Sevillano, Chris Sevillano, Everardo Gonzalez, Paulino Garcia, Isabella La Torre, Porfío Porfirio Mejía Gómez Lord in your mercy hear our prayers We pray for all managers in our community and for all who seek employment give hope and a future to those who lack meaningful work those who have been marginalized and abused in the workplace and those who desire new opportunities Lord in your mercy Hear our prayers. Thank you for the saints who teach us to live faithfully in your vineyard. May our prayers join us until our labor is completed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Listen as, well, listen as we call on you, O God, and unfold in your loving arms all for whom we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. For all people throughout the world who are struggling with the health issues of the coronavirus pandemic, for the more than 200,000 who have died and are now in your loving embrace and their families who are suffering their tragic loss, for the millions who are struggling with the economic impact of this dreadful disease, for the children and families who have had their daily lives and school disrupted, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. For the doctors, nurses, and healthcare professionals who are our frontline warriors, who are seeking a cure and treatment, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. For those who raise their voices in protest against social injustice, racism, ethnic hate, and violence so well ingrained in our society's culture, give your church the faith and sure knowledge of your saving word and grace, to be able to proclaim your salvation, even in the depths of our turmoil. Guide us by by your Holy Spirit to help alleviate the suffering about us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. And now, the Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious to us. The Lord look upon us with his favors and give us peace in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen